And we are live for the 45th episode of the Bronx Modern Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Loves Luigi. And tonight, I'm with Alex. Hello. And I'm with G. What's up? I'm doing good, guys. Doing good. It's uh, Sunday night. You know, just had a great week of baseball. Yanks won six to seven this week. You know, we went into the week. They're facing Tampa. They're facing Houston. Probably the two best pitching staffs in all of baseball. Two of the best teams in all of baseball. The Yankees, pretty much their main competitors this year in terms of the BAL pennant race. And man, they just waxed them. They, they just made easy work of them. They swept the race. Took three or four from Houston. This team, they're still in first place in the AL East. They're one win away from 50 on the season. We're not even halfway through the season yet. It's been a fun year. They're back at full strength. Uh, we saw, you know, Judge Giancarlo coming back this weekend. Edwin and Carnacion make having his uh, first at bats as a Yankee. You know, he struggled a bit, but still hit a couple of dingers out. So when you have a lineup this deep, you, you could afford struggles like that. But, uh, you know, had some great pitching performances, probably the performance of the year from one of our starters by Tanaka on a Monday, that complete game shutout. And yeah, you know, old timers day was Sunday. Uh, G went to the game today. G, did you? Uh, were you there for old timers day? Uh, I didn't make it in for all. Oh, that. Well, come on, G, get get out of here then. Get get out of here. What we I uh, I watched it all. You know, after I got home, I watched all the replay, and you know, the mm-hmm. big ticket item was obviously Mariano. The Heat. They, they oh, he stole the show. You know, yeah, they kind of they set him up for all sorts of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. They kinda let him play the outfield. He hit the. You know, grabs a bat and hits a liner into the outfield and turns into like an inside the park home run. So that was a very cool thing. And, you know, old timers day is always cool, except for, you know, when the actual game happened and Hap snuck up the joint. Yeah, it seems I, I, there's definitely a stat of, you know, the record on, you know, the last whatever old timers day. But like, it seems like they just don't usually do well when they have events. Like when there's like a major Yankee event, whether it's Derek Jeter Day or old timers day, it seems like the Yankees usually don't do well in the game following it, you know, but. It's, it's okay, because that was their one loss of the week. Of course, it was the game G went to, and a couple of other our Bronx Bomber Ball uh, members went to. But, yeah, it was a great week for the Yankees, man. Uh, taking six to seven there. I mean, they just, you know, the Rays just didn't know what hit them. They, they just made easy work of Tampa. It was looking like that with Houston, too. But, you know, you have Verlander versus Hap on a Sunday matinee matchup. Uh, you know, I think you could, already, you could already tell how that one went. But, Alex, what a... What did you think of this week of Yankees baseball? What, what uh, really caught your eye? So I basically came into this, or on Monday, seeing the schedule, I'm like, okay, if, if they can go four and three this week, I'd be happy. You know, if they can take two out of three from the Rays, split against the Astros, I'd be perfectly fine with that, mm-hmm. you know? And then Tanaka threw the shutout on Monday, which was awesome. And that just, just, kind of, the, just really set the tone for the entire week. Exactly. Like, look, obviously, that, that's hindsight, but just looking back and you go, wow, that really probably that really just the set the tone. And like they did win the last two. I think winning the last two games against the White Sox series was really huge, too, because that also helped them go into mm-hmm. this week with momentum. I think if they didn't have that momentum going in, Tanaka still probably pitched great, but it's it might have been a lot closer. But overall, I think... Tanaka's outing and just 
the, the whole week in general was awesome. It ended on a sour note, which I feel like a lot of pods we do, and yeah, we like still that. win like six in a row. Like, oh, like we lost by oh, 10 Oh, well, today. they lost today, <laughs> but they still did well. It's like, yeah, we're recording out minutes after the 50 to nothing Yankees lost. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but they still won 25 to nothing yesterday. Like they won the series, but that was just the worst baseball game <laughs> I've ever watched. So. Exactly. But, yeah, overall, it's just this week was awesome. Having everyone come back was awesome. It was great week to be a Yankees fan. Yeah, like, you know, the name of this episode is, like, finally at full strength, and then in parentheses, close enough. Because, yeah, obviously, Batances and Seve and, you know, a couple guys here and there still aren't back. But, I mean, it feels like we're back at full strength now, right? Like, Judge yeah. and Stanton both coming back in the same week. Uh, you know, Encarnacion making his – if I'm uh, remembering correctly, Encarnacion – made his debut Monday. Stanton was Tuesday and then Judge was Friday. I'm yeah. Correct? Yeah. So yeah. slowly but surely, you know, like almost like one each day came back and made their mm-hmm. debut. But yeah, man, I, it's, I mean, let's just, before we get into any of these games, I mean, let's, th- this lineup is just, uh, it, it really is unbelievable. Like when you talk about full strength, this Yankee lineup, it, I, I usually don't like to speak like an exaggeration. Like, oh, this is the best lineup ever, but Fully healthy, this lineup full, like is legitimately one of the best lineups in baseball history. Like you're telling me that the work, like just think of this: if you had to rank these hitters one through nine, right? Like rank rank these hitters one through nine, the Yankee lineup, right? When if you have Stanton, Hicks, and Judge in the outfield, Voit, Glaber, DD, and you know let's just put DJ at third, Gary behind the plate, uh, Encarnacion as your DH. Like who are the two, three, quote unquote, least talented? You know, I don't want to say worse hitters because they're all really good hitters, but who would you rank like in the, towards the bottom? It, it's really like it, it's going to pain you to rank like guys like Dee and Hicks and, you know, even maybe Glaber, like seven, eight, and nine, right? Like, it, but that's that's what this lineup is. That's how good they are. There's not a weak spot in it. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's really insane. And the addition of Encarnacion just kind of was a cherry on top of everything because. Cashman basically said this it wasn't an area of need or anything. He just basically did it because he could. And so that the and probably a lot of motivation behind it was that the Rays and the Red Sox did not get him as mm-hmm. a piece going forward because um it was reported the Rays were trying to get him from the Mariners before you know he was traded to the Yankees, which mm-hmm. and to add on to that. The Rays are also paying for part of his salary, which is just hysterical. And the Rays really could have used him more than the Yankees because the Rays. Yeah, exactly. I mean, adding a guy like Encarnacion in that Rays lineup, who you know the Rays have you know, probably the best pitching in baseball, but their offense has struggled a bit. You know, their their they're, offense they're, has had some good has had some good games. They scored eight runs against the A's today, mm-hmm. but overall, it's not. It they I don't, don't have a lot it, of big bats. You know, they exactly. Don't have a lot of guys they they there, really. Right? Their offense cannot even come close to competing with the Yankees' offense. Their strength is their pitching. Mm-hmm. This yeah. lineup, um, like just thinking it back, you know, the Yankees have been mostly a pretty good team the last several years, but thinking back to obviously what the last like great Yankee team, you know, they won the World Series in 2009. That lineup was really good, but it was definitely top-heavy. Like you had A-Rod and Jeter and, you know, Cano and Teixeira, but like, this lineup is so much deeper than that. Those guys you had, you know, like Gardy before he was an everyday player. You had like, you know, Melky Cabrera. You had Johnny Damon near the end of his career. Like this lineup is, you know, Judge Stanton, who is a league MVP. Judge is a league, you know, MVP candidate. 
Edwin Encarnacion, only player the last seven years to hit 30 home runs each of those years. Like the fact that you would have Didi who, you know, hits, you know, 270, 280, can hit 30 home runs batting, you know, whatever, seventh. Or you had today, you had Hicks who last season hit like 260 with almost 30 home runs, like plays gold glove center field. Like Mm -hmm. it's just an embarrassment of riches. Like I think it's funny that you'd say Cashman. Like, you know, got him just because, like, sometimes you walk into a store and see something and you're just like, hey, that's a stupidly low price, so I'm just going to buy it. Like, Yeah, exactly. You, you, you see something it? on it. You go into a store, see a clearance aisle with something really cool on it, and you're like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm going to get that. Like, that's, like, that's wait, just, basically what he like, did. Wait, you'll give me this for, for this pack of gum that's been in my car <laughs> for, like, two weeks that I haven't touched? Sure, sure. because, I, look, the, the prospect the Yankees trade – Traded for uh, to see back to Seattle. Technically, he could turn out to be a great pitcher. He, he, could, he could be phenomenal, but he's, man, like, he's just, in, that's he's it. That's all it took. A, a, a single A pitch, you know, an 18, yeah. 19 year old pitcher. That's all it took for a guy that has twenty one home run, had twenty one home runs at the time. Like let the home run home runs. And the Mariners are also paying part of Encarnacion's salary yeah, too. It's not it like the Yankees are. He's paying the whole salary. Yeah, I think he has, yeah, he's got a team option after this year. So, obviously, you know, still a long way away. Who knows how things goes. But mm-hmm. we could have this dude for this year and next year. And, you know, he's 36. So, he, he's still got some good years left in him, especially as a DH. But he played some really good first base this week, right? I forget what game it was. It might probably was Saturday. He made – or I think it was Friday, actually. He made some really nice plays. And so did Voight uh, when he was playing first this week and against the Astros. But – that's yeah, the man. thing that I'm like a little bit annoyed about when people say like, "Oh, Cashman, right? They're only going to hit home runs and blah blah blah." I'm like, "Yeah, well, home runs are pretty like, good. you know, one home runs are fun." So, and you're two, really like, going to say no to people hitting home runs? Like, really? No, why would you? Like, but you know, Edwin can play first base. He made some nice plays. Like, it just mm-hmm. gives you more flexibility, right? Be like, yeah. you know, as much as Manny Machado is like great, you know, Manny Machado for ten years or DJ LeMahieu for two years and like $25 million, right? He can mm-hmm. play four different positions. He's batting 320. You know, he's hitting home runs. He's driving in runners. Like he's on pace to have like a hundred RBIs hitting. Yeah. All the, you know, Cameron Mabin plucked out of obscurity and triple a, like all the guys have just, it's not just like, they're just, you know, gearing up to go for the home run record. Like all the guys that Cashman has brought in are useful in multiple ways. Yeah, uh, the, the I was looking at Lemayhu's stats. I think like yesterday, and you know, the thing that caught me is I, I thought to myself, you know, and it makes sense when you hit like you know you're hitting 480 with runners and scoring position, you're going to get RBIs. But I said to myself, man, he could end up like easily end up with 100 RBIs this year. You guys right? want to know a fun? You guys want to know a fun fact about DJ? Uh, absolutely. He has 51 RBIs this year. His career high is 66. Yeah, I'm like I'm telling you, like he's on pace right now for <laughs> over 100 RBIs in the yeah. season. Like just. <laughs> Imagine his stat, line, his stat line like three fifteen. Uh, you know, he could he could hit he could go on a little home run tear. Like he hit three this week, but let's say he ends up with like nineteen homers, right? Three ten, nineteen homers, and just a hundred ten RBIs, or just yeah, like with gold glove defense. Yeah, uh, it's man, he I like Sterling said it on the radio today. Like, nothing he does like amazes you anymore. Like everything he does, no. you're like yeah, like you know that's that's that's, that's DJ. Just, yeah, this dude just does whatever you know. Like, like you get this game one, like, like if there's say runners on first and second and two outs and DJ like pops out, you're kind of disappointed he didn't come through because that's what we're yeah. we've been so accustomed to this year. 
Yeah, it's it's really is just ridiculous. We're at the end of June, and the dude's like it's still just like what thirty of sixty two for just quite just it's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. It really is insane. Like it makes it, me laugh to be like, um, you think back about some of like the random utility players the Yankees have had in recent years, like a Jason Nix or you know Torres. Yeah, like Ronald Torres, where Sterling would go on the radio and be like, "Oh, every single day, this guy makes." You know, this guy makes a play. He impacts. Sterling loved her ass. <laughs> He's a baseball player, that sort of stuff. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. well, you know me who actually does that stuff. Like, he actually does impact the game just about every day. Like, it, like you know, I almost, I, I almost want to like slap myself for when we signed him. Like, I just wasn't that excited. <laughs> I was like, all right, Lemayhu, you know, whatever. Like, we're not getting Machado, but like you know, I had friends, and I, you know, there were people online that I saw for the most part that. We're very excited we got him. Like, yo, this guy won a fucking batting title. This guy is a really good fee. He's a gold glove winner. This guy's a really good all-around player. And we kind of just just picked him up, right, for a couple years. And I don't know what we would have done without him, like, in the first couple months of the season. You know, and still, it's, even to this point, like, he's with all the home run, you know, because, look, it is, it is a thing where, hey, you're going to have days with all these home run hitters that, a great pitcher like Verlander, you know, whoever is going to just shut them down and just make them swing and miss a whole lot. But that's why you need guys like DJ and Urshela and even even guys like Judge and Voigt who are part of those home run hitters. But I feel like Judge and Voigt are two of the best guys at working the count, seeing pitches, getting on base. Like no matter, I always say this about Judge, like no matter how much Judge will be struggling, he seems to always get on base. He seems to always make plays. Like like that play Judge made Saturday night, like that throw that. Judges, judges made a lot of great throws. Like I think that that one's probably like top five. I mean, that was just a perfect throw. It was just a he does strike. Even I mean, it's funny because they always comment it like they comment about it on the telecast anyway. But like his first at bat on Friday, he went to a full count. Like he's always mm-hmm. he's been getting walks right. He he makes the plays in the field like he. As much as he's just like a big, strong, like hulking home run hitting type of guy, like he does everything. Like he makes that throw so effortlessly from right field and just can the guy. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, he, close. And I think I said this on last episode, but you know, within Encarnacion, junk, like Encarnacion obviously has been playing this season, but you know, it's, he this was his first week with the Yankees. Well, you know, with Giancarlo and Judge, like I said, look, don't be mad. If these dudes come back and are struggling a little bit, right? Like, you know how difficult it is to not have played. Like, you know, Judge played 20 games. Here, Stan played three games. So, basically, like, neither of them have played Major League Baseball in two months, right? Like, that's a pretty long time. You know how difficult it is to come back. And it's like, oh, hey, welcome back. Here's the, here's the Tampa Rays and the Houston Astros. Like, basically, the two best, like, pitching staffs in all of baseball. Like, it's not like you're coming back and facing the Royals or, like, facing the Indy, you know, like, just facing, like, the Tigers or the Blue Jays. Like, no, you're coming back and facing, like, the best of the best. And, you know, like, judging his three games, I think he went, like, 0 for 10, you know. And uh, Encarnacion this week, I think, was 3 for 26, you know, two homers. Like, the, you know, these guys, like, Stan obviously had the big game uh, Saturday night with the four RBIs, the two big – the two identical hits, right, like, both through third and short. But, yeah, I mean, it's – it's tough to come back when everyone's in mid-season form and you're kind of just, you know, trying to get back. Even Didi, you know, Didi really didn't have the benefit of the spring training. And you're seeing, you know, he's a little bit off and it's to be expected. You know, the guy's only played in 12 games. 
um, it's going to take a while for uh, um, him to get going. You know, sure, you could come back from being out a while and just start mashing, but more times than not, you're going to be a little rusty, right? It's it's to be expected. Even Hicks, Hicks, the same thing. He looks a little rusty. Like, I, I think all these guys, it's going to take a few weeks to get back. I think it's like it's pretty. I mean, almost like an embarrassment of riches to say like you have. Judge and Stanton, they just came back, right? You have Edwin, who's been playing, not, you know, super hot hitting at the moment, but he's still there, a big presence in the lineup. Like, all the guys have really something going on, but the fact that they're all there, you know, takes the pressure, like, takes the pressure off. And, um, you know, Hicks had the shoulder. He wasn't hitting too well. He has a little nicked-up shoulder injury, but, you know, he's they batted him eighth today. Like, they have all these you know, big presences in the lineup that, you know, they're not just going to focus on one guy and be like, oh, this is the guy who needs to be carrying the lineup, but he's not. It just, it literally reminds me of, like, when the Warriors got their rant, you know. It's like you look at Steph, K- uh, KD, and uh, Clay, and you say, all right, like, one of these guys every night is going to be on, right? Like, even if two of these guys are cold, one, one of these guys is going to be on and it's going to be able to, you know, to pick up. And that's just what the Yankees lineup, like, Five or six of the hitters can just have terrible games, but this lineup's so good that every like one of these guys, could, like a guy like Hicks or a guy like Didi, they could have, on a particular night carry the lineup and just go like three for four with five RBIs. Like every guy is capable of having like a big night, and I think we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, I think we're gonna see a lot of that, you know. And hey, I think we've seen what happens when everyone's just clicking and everyone's firing on all cylinders. It's results in a lot of runs and uh, a lot of fun, but. Guys, so let's just get into the awards for the week. Uh, let's start with you, Alex. We don't want to go through each game, but we'll just kind of you know give our player of the week what pissed us off, and we'll we'll get into the moments and you know games and all that. So, Alex, start us off. Uh, who was your player of the week? So we already talked about it a bit, but my player of the week was Tanaka, just because he threw the shutout on Monday, which I already said just set the tone for the entire week, and then he also pitched last night against the Astros, but. Just going to his start on Monday, he it was pretty sure the first two hit shutout the Yankees have had in ten years. I think the last one was. You don't see a lot of complete game shutouts anymore, and it seems no, like every time there is one, it's Tanaka. Exactly, he's thrown. He's thrown. It feels like he throws like one a year. Mm-hmm. He threw. He had one. I know he had one against the Rays last year. He had one against the Red one Sox. Against the Red Sox, yeah, in Fenway in early in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Overall, he just he has some starts where everything is just clicking for him, and he is just unhittable. Yeah, and he's just when he's on, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. I don't, I have no problem saying that. But over his his stat line on Monday: nine innings, two hits, one walk, ten strikeouts. He was awesome on Monday, and that was just it was a great way to start what should have been a very difficult week. You know, the playing the team that had the or two teams that had two of the best records in the American League, like two of the basically four or five teams that are really, really good this year Mm -hmm. in the AL and the and Tanaka set the tone by just dominating the Rays. And then yesterday against the Astros, um, the Yankees won the first two games of the series. They wanted to be able to win the series because, you know, I think. They all knew in the back of their minds today was half yeah, for half Verlander. Verlander. <laughs> that was 
probably not going to go over too well. So if they wanted to win the series, they had to win. And Tanaka last night, he didn't really look great. That was a that was a gritty start last exactly. night. Exactly. He really did not have his good stuff at all. He only had one strikeout in six innings. He did only he only had one walk, eight hits, two runs, and he just he he grinded through everything. He had multiple runners on base in met in a lot of the innings and he just got through it every single time except for the home run he gave up to and, reddick and it's funny that home run he gave up like that was a decent pitch it was a know? good like, pitch reddick was, just did a really good job of hitting yeah like i thought he you know he hung the hell out of it but you know, he if you look at the like, location, yeah, it's bottom of the zone you know it's maybe a strike maybe not like, yeah yeah really can't complain even tanaka like usually tanaka will get mad when he like hangs a pitch and gives a home run, like, he wasn't really that mad. He's kind no, of like, he was like, he was yeah, mad that it went out. He was not <laughs> yeah. mad at the location. Like, he kind of just looked like yeah, I threw, threw the pitch I wanted to, right? Move on, but yeah, it's it's, it's really crazy. Like I just, I just double checked that. Like yeah, wow, he only had one strikeout Saturday, mm-hmm. which I that, you know you don't have your stuff, right? Exactly. That really shows. That really shows you, especially for a guy like Tanaga, who when he's on, he has ten strikeouts in a game. Mm-hmm. You know. But for yeah. six innings, one strikeout. The fact that he managed to get through that, only give up two runs, keep the Yankees in the game. He exited. He exited with a lead, and then um, yeah. Holder came in and decided Hold, to. Holder give came back. in and Holder came in and was not true to his name. No, uh, not Holder. Uh, G. Who? Any, anything else about Tanaka? Yeah, Tanaka. I mean, anytime you give your team fifteen innings in the week, only give up two runs. Uh, one win, obviously, isn't one no decision. It seems like Tanaka's gotten a lot of no decisions this year. He probably should have a few more wins, but hey, that's baseball season, right? Uh, G, who is your player of the week? Uh, I'll say generally about Tanaka real quick. Just to pour one out in appreciation for him because I feel like even, you know, you know, he, they came over at, from Japan as like a 25, 26-year-old. He signed a big contract. Like, even if he didn't become like the super dominant like ace that we thought he was going to be like he's had a lot of big games you know you can tell how much it means to him he's a kind of a perfectionist and an artist that's some of the words i like to describe him like um he's had a lot of big games and important moments and i feel like he's one of those pitchers that you know you look back on after a couple of years and be like yeah you know what he was a pretty damn good player like um my player of the week was gary sanchez and, you know, he had a really good week, punctuated by an absolute monster home run. Um, he was – he batted 370 for the week, and he hit three home runs. He hit that monster home run. Um, he's just been really, really good this year, like best catcher in baseball good. And, um, you know, even the defense, right? People, we knocked him for the first couple of years of his career, like – you're not talking about pass balls, right? He's not making like 15 trips to the mound because, you know, he's not on the same page with a catcher. Like he, there seems to be a real maturation with this game this year. And you can kind of tell, like there's been a lot of weeks just like this one, right? He was just ripping the ball. Like he had 10 hits. He had a couple RBI hits. Um, You know, he didn't strike out a ton. Like he's just, just been such a force at the plate. And, you know, he had a really good week. Yeah, uh, Gary. Gary matches very fun. Four four hundred eighty one feet was that homer this weekend. 
Yeah, I was four eighty one. Pimp the hell out of it. Yeah. I love it. That was pimp. awesome. Barry is always <laughs> Why does he always just pimp the hell out of home runs against Houston, man? <laughs> the thing, the I, thing that stands out to me about Gary is that he. Like he's not just one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. He's one of the best hitters yeah, in yeah, baseball yeah, right now. Exactly. He's tied with Arenado for the ninth highest OPS in baseball for this year. He's at nine seventy three. That's how good he's been. I feel like team. people, you know, he's not always, you know, he's not good for a soundbite. You know, he's not like, you know, brash and you know, outgoing in that way. Like yeah. he just mashes the ball. Like he just hits bombs every single mm-hmm. home run, basically. Has it either been like a laser beam, which he totally squared up, or just an absolute bomb? Like, you know, people like, you know, kind of talk about those guys less, the guys that aren't good for those sound bites, but he, he's just been just wrecking the ball all year. He's been fantastic. Yeah. Okay, good, and great and one, one thing about him that really is not talked about enough is that his defense has, that has been. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mentioned it earlier in the season. No one wanted, no one wanted to listen to it. They're like, nah, he's still. I'm like, I don't know, man. Exactly. I've, seen him, I've seen signs of improvement, like has little by any, little. Has anyone complained about Sanchez's defense, like at all this year? Um, on months of Twitter, a yes. Argument. You okay. Make a pretty good argument that Romine is <laughs> worse on defense, but yeah, Romine is worse than the, on mm-hmm. than Gary on defense, and yeah, I stand by that. Yeah, Romine definitely hasn't had a uh, good defensive year. But... Bad timing, since he literally hit a home mm-hmm. run off of a guy with an 081. ERA yesterday, but um, Romine has a strikeout percentage of like two eighty. <laughs> wow, Alex going f- full heel there. That's love to see it. Um, That's what I'm here for. Yeah, so my player of the week is guy. Who else? It's DJ LeMahieu. Uh, spoiler alert: D- DJ LeMahieu had another very good week of baseball. DJ LeMahieu is good at baseball. Uh, ten for twenty three, three homers, ten RBIs, ten runs scored. Uh, just playing, making nice plays, playing second, playing third. He, I mean, he really, he's been the team MVP. It's, I mean, (laughs) most of the reason he's been the team MVP is because he's, you know, he's been healthy all year, right? That's kind of like, if if the the only guys who could be team MVPs are the guys who are healthy all year, it's, it literally comes down to like DJ and Gio and maybe Gary, even though Gary was out for like a week or two. Because, like, really, he's just been there all year. He's been just consistently getting hits, consistently making plays in the field. Uh, he can't get, like, like Sterling said, it, like I said it earlier, ev- nothing he does surprises you anymore. No, like, everything he does, you're like, yep. Yeah. Like, oh, leadoff hitting in Furlander today, why not? Oh, th- like, we're down 9 nothing, three-run homer, well, well, why not? Like, obviously, it, it, it turned out to not matter. He still lost 9-4, to four, but, I mean, he's just that guy. He's just the catalyst of this team, man. Man, I'm so glad with DJ's in our life. Uh, it's it's great. He's he definitely deserves to be an All Star. By the way, no doubt in my mind. Uh, Tom Lestella, you're not as good as DJ LeMahieu. No way. It, it's it's not even a competition in my mind. Um, speaking so, of players of the week, honorable mention for Glaber Torres. Who's doing really, yeah. really ridiculous I, things for yeah. the world? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. Gary Shout out. home yeah. runs and together in three consecutive games, and then we're promptly benched. But you know, eh. what, what are you going to do? Uh, Yankees, they, and then the Yankees still won. Still, they still won, but it definitely was you know Yankees. Like, you want, like, like what if they got four straight? Right? What, what if they? What if they hit ten what straight? If, what if they never? What, what if they, they never hit, stopped hitting home runs? 55 straight. Yeah. yeah. What if they never What if every runs? single at bat for the rest of the year they hit home runs? We'll never Aaron know. Is in us right now. He's um, to, you, thought, you thought you were going to get the full A lineup. 
Sunday afternoon, old timers day. Like he's just stringing us along. He hasn't given us the whole lineup yet. Um, you know, we talk about players of the week, guys who did well this week. Uh, just wanted to show you know, like I said earlier, it's going to take time for a lot of these guys to get back and you know full strength. You know, DD did not have a good week. He was two for twenty four on the week. Um, Hicks was three of nineteen, and Carnacion, like I mentioned earlier, he was three of twenty six. Stanton five of seventeen, you know, four RBI. So he, he you know, Stanton was decent. Judge over ten, uh, still scored two runs, but yeah, you know, you guys struggle. It's really crazy, like that. You know, that many significant hitters are struggling, and yet, and we still won six to seven, right? We were still scoring a decent amount of runs most of these games. So, just shows you how deep this lineup is. Shows you how, how the team just doesn't rely. No matter how how good most of these guys are, like you know, you got Judge, Gary, all these top guys. This lineup doesn't rely on anyone, right? They they just keep going, and that's why I love this team. Um, yeah, so the, Yan- the stat I wanted to mention, I'm on Katie Sharp's Twitter right now, The basically the Yankees, the unofficial Yankee stat girl. The Yankees down with Homer in 26 straight games. That's that's their own record. They broke their own record, and I think they're one shy of tying the all-time MLB record. So, guys, are Homer? But aren't, wait, 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 guys. Aren't home runs bad? We are aren't home runs. Like, well, shouldn't the Yankees stop hitting home runs? They have to stop hitting home runs. No. Hitting home runs is bad. Um, representing months on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> they, like honestly, I, I just get such a kick out of people complaining about home runs. So it's like, look, man, I, I know, like we'll say, like it looks like these guys are swinging for the fences, but for the most part, like the these guys, you know, uh, they're they're professional hitters. Like they're not just trying, like they're not just trying to hit home run most of the time. Some of the time they are for sure, but for for the most part, especially when you guys have guys like LeMahieu and Urshel and just good all-around hitters in your lineup. It's like home home runs will come, but man, I, I just can't I can't get over this this whole phenomenon of people complaining about home runs. It, it's it boggles my mind. You know, one there was one year of his career, Yogi Barrett, and six hundred and fifty plus at bats struck out like only twelve times. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. forget how you know you watch all these big hulking, strong dudes come up and just swing for the fences and strike out 200 times. You're like, maybe I could get how that's a little bit annoying. But, like, I mean, I feel like it would also be kind of annoying. Like, I was super irritated watching the Astros today. They'd just be like a single, single, single. Like, just, you know, it's just not super exciting. Like, you need a little bit of, you know, a little bit of excitement. Like, if you don't think home runs are good for the game, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Um, Guys, what pissed you off? Gee, we'll start with you. Uh, what pissed you off this week? I, th- I think I know what, what it's going to be. <laughs> just start it off. Well, I mean, it was already mentioned. Like, I was at the game today, and it was, I mean, generally, the fact that I was at the one game in the last eight that they lost was pretty, pretty <laughs> damn annoying. But also just, you know, I got to be like, you know, the game was – Essentially over in the fourth inning, right? Hap couldn't even barely make it out of that. Nine nothing when uh, Verlander's on the mound. Uh, yeah, probably. Was, by the time the third inning was over, he'd given up the grand slam. He had given up like eight hits at that point. Like they were just, just, and like you know, they were just singles, right? Jose Altuve single, you know, turned it into a hustle double. Like Tyler White of all people hit a grand slam, even though he's like pretty probably the worst baseball player on the entire field that day. He had two home runs coming into the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, 
he was just so bad, dude. And you could tell, like, not, you know, being in the stadium isn't like the best vantage point to like really closely follow that stuff. But it was just yeah, like, certain seats are. You could tell that he was just not good. Like he did not have it, and you know, he was giving up those hits. You know, someone gets up in the bullpen warming up, and people started chattering. Like, Who is that? I'm like, guys, it's definitely Luis Sessa. Like it's the fourth inning. He's the white flag. Like. No one else is coming in this early in the game unless they're up by 10 or they're down by 10. Like, so I'm just like, yeah, they were on an eight-game winning streak. We got to see Yap blow up and pitch like crap. And then I got to see Luis Sessa pitch the rest of the game. Like, and that was just like, yeah, well, throw your hands up because, you know, all good, exciting players and exciting storylines and various things that are, make this Yankee team so, so fun. I got to see basically the worst two of them. G, are you, are you telling us though. that you didn't enjoy watching Luis Sessa pitch? I mean, to be no, fair, Luis really He pitched like four scoreless innings, but I mean, <laughs> I, I'll acknowledge that, right? But I mean, he's an ace when the standing, you know, when the when there's no expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah, peti- the petition to DFA Sessa just took mm-hmm. a very big hit today. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Sa- I mean, he came, he comes in, allows the homer right away. You're like, at that point, if you would have asked me after Sessa came in and gave up that homer and it made it nine nothing, if you would ask me like, all right, what's the what's the final score of this game? I probably would have said sixteen to nothing. Like it looked like one of those games. Where I'm like, wow, we're gonna lose by twenty runs. Wow, we this this is gonna be like a brutal loss. But I'm glad they they scored a few runs in the end. and then. You, so uh, when you just look at the box score, look at it on the ESPN app, you'll say, oh, 9-4, okay, whatever. Like, I couldn't it looked like it was, words, bad. it was getting bad. Couldn't even barely get the words out of my mouth and talking with some of the people sitting around me, right? Luis Sessa, he only pitches in blowouts. He's not very good, you know, ERA, this and that. Like, before I could even get all that stuff out of my mouth, it gives it the home run. Like, <laughs> and um, Now pitching, Luis swung on. And it. it's gone. <laughs> it's gone, right? Like, it's... Oh my god, it was just not good. Like, I feel bad, you know, for Jay Hap a little bit, but we could not really. He's no, making a lot of money. Not not super bad, but a little bit bad, like because of how good he was last he's year. He's bad. I mean, he's not very good. I'll give you that. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's never fun going to going to a Yankee game and they just they just lose. You know, it's that's the way, especially. When they were just so hot, they're coming in, you know, winning what they're winners of eight straight, and yeah, you know. But hey, you should have, you know, gee, you should have looked on the schedule. And you should have seen Verlander versus Hap, and you dead giveaway, you know. Yeah, I, mean, like, I feel like I said this earlier, like Hap on the schedule versus Verlander, right? Like they haven't faced Verlander this series. Last game Sunday afternoon, you know, they played the Saturday night game, you know. Boone saw this, and I feel you know the eight game winning streak was like icing on the cake. But Boone saw this Sunday afternoon, and uh, and was like, "Oh, this is perfect, right? Get to use it as like a day off, right?" Like Stanton sat today; he didn't have to use anyone but David Hale and Sessa. Like it was Boone probably saw this and was like, "Oh, this is perfect because it's Verlander, and we probably won't do too well anyway." Like, yeah, yeah, when are you gonna do? Uh-huh. I think it just was more of a matter of like you know taps turning the rotation and up. It's it, I guess it's Verlander's turn in the rotation and 
Uh, it was a train wreck. Uh, four yeah. innings, eleven hits. I mean, Jesus Christ, man! It, like he wasn't even a walking guy. He walked a couple guys, but it was just they were just uh, just serving up singles left and right. Really uh, is heading for that like Sonny Gray treatment, right? He'll pick oh, yeah. at the end of the season, and then they'll just you know have him in the bullpen, right? Like when your choices are have CC throw like four or five okay innings or have Hap and you don't know what the hell he's going to do or like Domingo Herman making his first postseason starts like and you choose the latter as opposed to like a pitcher oh. in the league for a decade then you're really just you know it's not a good look as to your performance no no it's not well Alex what pissed you off this week so I'm going to preface this by saying this is going to trigger probably about oh, half man. of Twitter I'm already mad um what really got to me this week was everyone's outcries to trade Stan after he came back. Yeah, man, I think we should trade him. Uh, oh, no, okay. So yeah, I, I, I quit the pod now for saying that. How quickly they forget. Yeah. Um, Stan didn't play for two months and then all of a sudden comes out and doesn't exactly do well for a couple games. He sucks. And against the best, oh wait, I guess like the best ERA in baseball. Yeah, and then yesterday he comes huh. out and gets two two run singles that both were at the time it, the games were tied and gave the Yankees a lead and one was with two outs, big tie. Yeah, game. and they were still and people on Twitter were still making excuses for why Stanton still needs to be traded and I just I saw so many people saying Stanton needs to be traded. We need to get rid of Stanton. Stanton is gonna make this team worse and it's it makes no sense to me like this guy hit 59 home runs in a mar in playing half his home games in a marlin stadium that is awful in every sense and they want to trade him just because he you know ha he struck out against craig kimbrell in game four of the alds last year he had yeah. 38 home runs last year and still everyone Say oh, they're go off here. They're garbage. Home, they're garbage time home runs. They're still home runs. Maybe he yeah. didn't come through. Maybe at more guys should hit thirty-eight time. garbage time home runs a year. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if you if we had to sign up for Stanton hitting 30, 38 garbage time home runs in a year with hundred RBIs, I would take that every year. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah, the, if he's going to average that, thirty-eight home runs, right? Like maybe some years he gets thirty-three, some years he gets forty-three. Yeah, you, you'll take that. But the reasoning behind it, I think, is that he makes so much money, which is another thing I don't get because it's not like the Yankees just went out and signed him to a 13-year, $325 million deal. The Marlins were the ones that signed him to it because they wanted him to be their franchise player and they wanted him to be on the team for the rest of his career. And then they sold their team and Jeter just decided to get rid of him. And the Yankees those took players, on the contract. Those players, in a lot of cases... I've hung around for a couple of years and got it traded just like exactly like small market team can't afford it blah 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 like you know the Marlins did get like uh, they got sold and Jeter came in and just like got rid of absolutely everyone so that exactly process but like there was probably very little chance that he was going to stay there for that yeah way. and the Yankees just took advantage of that because they are a team that can deal with Stanton's contract they can absorb that money and that's why they didn't have to give up. They gave up just Starling Castro and Jesus Guzman for him. That's why Stan. That's why they got Stanton for nothing because they ate so much of the money because they're the Yankees and they can do that. I don't it's know what not you guys like Stanton. Stanton. Stan. 
Oh right. yeah, sorry, Luigi. Yeah, I don't know what you that. guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but Stanton was not paid this much money to come through in every situation against playoff teams. He was signed. He was signed. He was. He's being paid <laughs> this much money originally by the Marlins to be the Marlins franchise player. The Yankees just took advantage of that when Jeter wanted to, or not Jeter, just the Marlins in general wanted to trade him, and that's why he's making this much money. So I get the whole he's making this much money, he should come through and you know, Yankees are Yankees fans are booing him when he strikes out. Because sometimes, yeah, he will have a really bad at bat where he just takes two pitches down the middle and then swings at one ten feet out of the strike zone. But it's just really annoying to see all these people saying we need to trade Stanton, who first of all is very not tradable because of his contract. And it's just it's annoying because it it People are not thinking anything through at all, which is mm-hmm. kind of the, a theme of Twitter. Hey, welcome to Twitter. <laughs> welcome yeah, to Twitter. Exactly. Wow. People want to be mad, but like even the best hitters, right? Hitters are bat 300, still get out seven out of mm-hmm. 10 times. Like, when's the last time anyone in the modern era hit 59, almost 60 home runs? Like, that does not happen often. And people want to ship him out of town uh, after, like, that happens. Yeah, let's keep playing in Milwaukee. It may happen sooner than later. That's very true. Out. Maybe if they play 140 games a year over there. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, I guess it's my turn. Uh, I know this is a you know kind of tough one because the Yankees still won this game, but, you know, Boone, bullpen management, not good Saturday night. Uh, it's a 4-2 game, seventh inning. You bring in Holder. Uh, I think it was eight nine one. I believe due up for the Astros. Uh, you know he's facing like Bregman. He's facing Altuve. He's fa- he's facing their best hitters. And what happens? He gives up a three on home run to Alvarez, who is a monster. Uh, I'm very scared of that guy. Uh, by the way, yeah, but yeah. Uh, Jonathan Holder. Uh, we, look, we all get mad at him. We all say you know, f Holder, and everyone's trashing Holder on Twitter. But like, it's not his fault. Like he's he. Gets warmed up when the, the bullpen manager tells him to, and he comes in when he gets told to, right? Like, it's not his fault that he's being put in a situation, a two-run game against Houston, right? Like, it's not his fault. I, I really just didn't understand. Like, I know our bullpen was very taxed. I know we had used a lot of guys like Canley, and, you know, like, what, bullpen was very taxed. I get it, and especially with Hap pitching that next day. Boone probably in the back of his mind said, well, I'm going to probably need, you know, a lot of these guys because Hap probably not going to give us too many innings. But, man, Jonathan Holder in a two-run game in the seventh against the Houston Astros just boggled my mind. And at the time, I said, all right, I guess no one's available tonight. But then, oh, Ottavino pitches the eighth. Chad Green didn't pitch, but he was warming up in the ninth. So you kind of just said to yourself, well, if Green and if Green was available, then why not go with Chad Green in the seventh? Um, I don't know why. Like, Chad Green's been pitching very well in his last, like, you know, eight, nine or so appearances, but they just haven't been throwing him a lot. Like, he only pitched one time this entire week in the seven games against uh, Tampa and Houston. He pitched one time. Uh, very confusing. I don't know what, like what what's with the the whole Jonathan Holder usage. It seems like he's probably has like the second or third most appearances on the team. Um, I'm kind of just done with them. Uh, like a guy like Sessa, Sessa has been good enough to like earn himself a spot uh, on the team for now. What did you just say? 
Uh, he's he's look he's been good enough for now keyword for now to to not be dfa'd right he threw four innings one run today like all right this just in luigi's a louis sessa (laughs) man Uh, dude i'm my sessa jersey's coming tomorrow man i'm hyped (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously like look sessa like right now it's like after that you can't be like oh dfa sessa because he just went four innings one run against the astros it was garbage time but he very easily could have just gotten bombarded right the Jonathan Holder, it's 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 getting bad. It's it's been bad, and like Holder uh, at this point is to a degree pretty much high usage. Luis Sessa, like Sessa pitches like once a week. Like Boone still uses Holder. Yeah, like, he, he definitely still uses him quite. He still a bit. uses him like he's pitching to like a three something ERA, and he has an ERA of almost five point six. Like it's it's not good. Yeah, Holder has 30 appearances this year. Chapman is 31. Britton is 33. Ottavino and Canley both have 34. So it's like he's right, like right up there, you know, with all the like the you know the top four relievers in uh, relief appearances. It's it's pretty scary. Um, his you know it's crazy with Holder. His whip is like if you look at his whip, like 1.29. Like that's not great, but it's not terrible either. But man, he he's he's just so bad, man. Like I like I was saying earlier, like he just throws. Like him and Hat both, like they have this issue where they try to like they think they could just beat guys with their fastball. I'm like, look, when you're in the MLB and you're sitting in the low 90s, 91, 92 with your fastball, you can't beat guys with that. Like you can't challenge guys up in the zone with that. You got to paint the corners. You got to keep the ball down. And, and you know, Jonathan Holder and Jay Hap just don't understand that. Holder just was getting all ballsy uh, Saturday night trying to throw fastballs by Alvarez. And guess what? He, he porched one on you, you know, because – Good hitters are going to mash 92 mile per hour fastballs every time. That's uh, just the way it goes. Oh, man. Uh, Jonathan Holder. Very bad. Uh, Matt, he was on our bullpen trust like multiple times this year. I don't know what the hell we were doing. I, I, don't well, I mean, at the, at the time, the bullpen was a train wreck, it, so we didn't really true. have anyone it's, else. It's very true, it, but it still just boggles I mean, mind. I can't really talk. I had Sessa on my trust list at one yeah, point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Alex. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I was about to put Stephen Tarpley on my trust list one week after he had a nice outing against Was that after, Was that after yeah. the save against the Indians? Yeah, and then like I think like his next appearance, he allowed like two or three runs. I was like, oh, thank God I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, and then he got sent down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, some injury news and notes. Uh, Domingo Herman should be back next week. Uh, should be a welcome sight. Uh, ben Heller. There's a name we haven't heard in a while. He had his first uh, rehab appearance today. Uh, I think he pitched like two thirds of an inning. You know, he'll hit a walk, a strikeout. But yeah, you know, Ben Heller. Good, good to see him uh, in games again. He's been out for a while. Um, get Tommy John. Yeah, uh, I mean, he probably. Yeah, I mean, we might see him maybe in September. You know, or I'll. I'd say the earliest we would see him is as a September call. Yeah, like maybe just because he had, he didn't appearances. he didn't pitch at all last year. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Nope. I don't think he pitched a lot in 2017. Don't quote me on that though. I'm gonna uh, quote Alex Weir. He did not okay. pitch a lot in 2017. Okay, thank you. No <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the Yankees are they're definitely gonna want to play cautious with him because he's a guy they've value very highly since they got him from the Indians. So they definitely are going to be very cautious with him working back slowly. He'll probably be in triple a or double a for a while, just so that they know even once he's doing well, whether he can, you know, sustain his success or something, 
you know, just just to make sure that he's okay, his arm is fully back to normal, and then they may call him up in September. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't think he's going to make much of an impact on the team this year. He'll be on that Scranton shuttle later in the season or they just keep bringing guys up and down. That's fair. Yeah. Um, other injury news. Uh, sucks to see Cameron Mabin came up gimpy after scoring um, this weekend. He's placed on the IL. Nestor Cortez back up. Um, yeah. Uh, it's Man, it's, I, I'm so gutted about May. Like, I, when I saw him just like, like limping after his score, I was just so bummed because I mean he was just on fire. He hit a home run. What was it? Four straight games. He had a home run. Uh, he was like eight of fifteen on the week. The dude, he was just such an awesome story. Um, like the fact that he almost played. Like I think the Yankees were fully ready. Like if he if he was just average, if he wasn't doing that well this season, right? Just basically being a what a normal replacement level player, right? The Yankees probably would, you know, he's DFA'd, right? Once Judge and Stan come back, that's it. And no one even thinks twice of it. But the fact that he just played so well and was just hitting so well, making plays, just being such like a great clubhouse presence. I mean, he's awesome on Twitter, right? You see him like tweeting. If I, like he, he's just been great. Like, he's just been awesome. And like, the, it's almost like, well, I, I guess we're going with 13 position players and 12 pitchers because we, we can't get rid of this guy. Like, he's been that good. And then just to see him get hurt, like, you know, a few days later, it just really sucked. But hopefully he's not out for too long, right? Hopefully he's only out for a couple of weeks. Uh, good old Nestor Cortez, right? Uh, Chad Green and Nestor Cortez, name a better duo. I'll wait. Uh, those guys have been phenomenal this year when uh, Chad Green's been the opener. And then Nestor comes in right after him. But, yeah, sucks about Maven. Um, it's, just I feel like that, that's basically another story this season, though. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, he's doing great, and then injury. Yeah, because uh, like, look, I said on the last pod, like, look, just because like all the guys are back now, that doesn't mean like, all right, the injuries are over. Like, no more injury. Like, no, there's yeah. still many guys getting hurt here. And injuries like, don't just stop. Exactly. Like, just because we had so many, doesn't mean it's like, all right, well, that those are our injuries for the year. We got them all out of the way. That's mm. it. There's nothing. You else don't have there. a quota of injuries. You need to. Yeah. Get. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, guys, you ready for our bullpen trust list? Oh, are we ever? Um, Alex, start us off. Uh, who's your top five this week? Okay, so number one is far and away Chapman. Yeah, and what, it, what a phenomenal year he's having, man. Oh, he's been so good this year. He, I'm to the point now where the, for the first time probably since 2016 that I don't really feel nervous when Chapman comes in because he's been so good this year. It's like almost like I think he's gotten to a point where when he does, because there's been a couple times this year where he doesn't have control mm. and he'll just go to a slider. You yeah. Know? Like his slider, his, his good, slider just, has been huge for him. Mm-hmm, and I, like, his slider has been the pitch that he goes to when he doesn't have control of his fastball. And because he has good control of his slider and his slider is really good, that has allowed him to have a lot more success this year because in earlier years, his slider was not really that good. And if he didn't have control of his fastball, he'd throw a slider, not have control of that, and then walk, you know, mm-hmm. two two or three guys in an inning, and then throw like five to the backstop. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> his his walk rates are so low compared to other years this year. I think he's walked seven or eight guys. He's walked nine batters in twenty nine innings this year. Where last year he walked like thirty something guys. Mm-hmm. 
in 60 innings or whatever. Yeah, you know, three, like that's roughly three walks per nine. Like for a reliever throwing as hard as him, that's great. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like for a starting pitcher, maybe not that so not great. great but, but relief pitcher yeah. throwing 100, yeah, that's pretty good. Exactly. Uh, so I have Chapman one. I'm going to go with Ottavino two just because I he's been really good. He the very interesting stat from Katie Sharp is that this year batters are 0 for 15 with 11 strikeouts when Ottavino is facing a guy with runners in scoring position and two outs. That's just insane to me. That, that is, is insane. insane. When like 11 Ottavino out of 15 guys have struck out. And that's struck true. out to end the inning. Yeah. With runners in scoring position and two outs, like that is that is insane. So Ottavino, he will work himself into a lot of jams. He pretty much da- he's a modern day David Robertson. Twenty four walks and thirty four and a third innings. Yeah, probably, that you know. that's not great. It's insane. <laughs> but outside of the walks, he's been really good. His stuff is just so fun to watch because he goes up there and just looks like he's throwing a wiffle ball. It's it's really fun to watch. So three, I'm gonna have I will have Britain, um, mainly because he, the Yankees bullpen to me has been kind of shaky over the past few days. It, but yeah, they have bit. been they haven't been giving up runs. They've just been giving us high blood pressure. So Britain, yeah, Britain I, had a little dicey save Saturday night. Exactly, Britain had the bases loaded and and. The game ended with Judge catching a line drive off the bat of our good friend Tyler White, who we the legend himself, the legend himself. Uh, but Britain, he has been very lucky recently, but he's been able to get out of jams. Um, I feel like there were he for a while. It seemed like every time he would come in, he'd give up a base runner, and then a double play would be turned. It's just st- stuff like that. But he's been. He's been reliable enough to the point where you don't think he's going to blow up like someone like Holder. Um, fourth on the list, I have I'll put Canely just because he's been a little iffy lately. He's definitely cooled down. Like he, yeah, you know, ERA's back is right at three. Yeah, he's, he's given up a couple bit. home runs. His I think people. Hitters are starting to uh, catch up to his fastball changeup combination, which, when he's on, that's nasty. But when he's not on, they kind of it's he he's literally just throwing a fastball and a changeup. You can sit on one; you have a fifty-fifty sh- chance of uh, hitting it or getting the pitch that you want. So he's got a he hasn't been bad, but he's got to find a way to be the Canley that we saw in twenty seventeen and at the beginning of this year. And fifth, I'm going to go with Chad Green, um, because Chad it Green. it was it was to me kind of tied between Green and kind of Cortez because he's technically been a reliever, as they've been saying on the broadcast, he's the bulk guy. Uh, but Green as an opener has been phenomenal. He he's just comes on. he comes in, throws about two innings, especially the um, the start he had against the Astros was really good. The one he had against the White Sox was really good. He's just been really good as an opener. And I think this is a – if this opener, like, tactic just sticks for a while in MLB, which I don't think it will once Yankees get Severino back, but if this sticks for a while, Green has been really good in that spot. So 
I well, the Yankees, no, they're six and out in games where they use an open this year. Yeah. Right? And Green started. Yeah. So he's he started four of them, right? At least. I think he started five. Okay, yeah. Wow. I'm so, wrong. What's, what's new? I'm wrong. I think he started all of them. Wow. Really? What's wrong? We're both wrong. What's new? Okay, so we just suck. I don't know because I, I, I didn't. I thought he started all of them, but then I thought to myself, well, he wasn't. You know, he was in AAA for a few weeks. So did yeah. the Yankees have an opener during that time? Who knows? Who knows? Guess um, not. But yeah, my my bullpen trust list is Chapman, Ottavino, Britton, Canley, Green. Um, all right, I'll give my list. Uh, I have a little change this week, and like oh I said, boy. one guy has better numbers, but I'm just going with feel. Uh, fifth, I have Britain because he's been a little dicey lately. Uh, I don't like his, he's not striking a whole lot of guys out, which always worries me with relievers. Uh, fourth, I have Chad Green because if you look at his numbers, his last like you know nine or so outings, I mean, he's just been old Chad Green, right? He's been doing great as an opener. He had that uh, appearance against the White Sox last week where he struck out six batters and two innings. Uh, he, he's been really damn good. He, he deserves that four spot. Um, I wish the Yankees would use him a bit more. Uh, I wish they would use him like they use Holder, but that's, uh, you know, I'm not Aaron Boone or the analytics team, so I don't have that power. Three, I'll go Canely, and like we said, Canely's been struggling a bit. He, he's, you know, giving up some runs here and there, but Overall, I mean, look, Canely, when you talk about strikeouts, Canely has 43 strikeouts this year, 29 and 30. I mean, he's, you know, 1.02 whip. Like, his number, like, a lot of his numbers, like, other than ERA, are really damn good. And, you know, him and Ottavino has been our most utilized relievers this year. And, man, like, come, you know, coming into the year, I think this Ottavino having the year he's had isn't all that surprising. I think we, you know, when we signed him for the money we did, we expected this out of him. but Canely having the year he's having is pretty surprising. You know, he wasn't really much of a factor last year. Uh, I don't think a lot of people didn't expect a whole lot from him. And, hey, he's he's been there all year. He's been, like I just said, our most utilized reliever. And, yeah, he, he's third on my bullpen trust list. How about that? Uh, and then, look, two and one, obviously, it's this has been this mine for pretty much the last month. Ottavino, two. Chapman, one. Both guys have been phenomenal. Um Adovino, his strikeout numbers are also really impressive. Forty-six and thirty-four innings. Uh, to the twenty, he's allowed. Adovino's allowed more walks than hits. Um, so is Britain. Like, or no, Britain has allowed just more hits. But uh, yeah, allowing more walks than hits. Uh, usually a formula for disaster. But hey, when when you have like the nastiest slider in all of baseball, you kind of get away with it, right? Um, shout out to Nestor Cortez and uh, Luis Sessa. You know, they both had. Pretty good weeks, uh, you know. Got lo- lower and bo- it's always nice when the lower tier bullpen guys do their jobs and you know eat some innings for you. It goes a long way in the uh, long haul of the season. Um, G, give us your uh, bullpen trust list. So I wrestled with some changes, but I think wow. that was pretty much big, the same. big decisions. No, I mean, I'm rolling with Chapman and out of, you know, number like one and two because they both really have, for the whole season, just been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty it's, simple right there. Yeah. Um, three through five, I'm still kind of conflicted. I'm putting Chad Green at five because, I mean, he's been much better since he came back, but, I mean, I, they can't keep using him as an opener exclusively like if he's he's pitching better and he needs to keep doing that obviously but like he's 
his usefulness is incredibly limited if Boone's only going to use him as an opener when Jonathan Holder's pitching to a whatever five and a half ERA and all the appearances yeah. that could be used for him. Yeah, I completely agree with that. They do need to use him much more, much more than an opener, and especially when you see Holder getting at big spots and against Houston on Fox. It's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, Green is at five. If he pitches like this, if he keeps pitching like this and shows that he could be used, you know, in the fifth or the eighth or whenever, like he can move up to, to third really quickly. But um, Canely and Britain are kind of tied for me at this point. I guess I'll probably put Canely at three and Britain at four. Um, Canely definitely isn't as dominant as he was early in the season. You know, he's still, he's still mostly pitching pretty good. He's like a plus arm in the bullpen. Um, and Britain, you know, for most of the season, right, ERA still looks pretty good. Like, you know, he still has nasty stuff, but he just is prone to these. Just like randomly, like super annoying can't throw strikes, like can't even sniff the strike zone, right? He's walking guys like yeah, my uncle also told me he's like, Yeah, I, I he goes, That's the one reliever I can't stand. Like he told me this last night. The one reliever I can't stand is Britain. He just hates watching a pitch. And I'm like, Yeah, I, I get it. It's it's not it, he's just it's just weird. Like he, again, just like Canley, still, you know, pretty much a plus compared to, you know, I guess a league average guy, but like it's just not fun to watch and he makes things a little bit more um, you know, interesting than they need to be. Um, so I run it with Chapman, Adovino, Canely, Britton, and Green. And doing this every week has really just made me miss Dylan Batances that much more. So yeah, oh god, I can't wait! I can't wait until Dylan comes back. You want to talk about when they're on? When a guy's on, they're just unhittable. I mean, Batances is that guy. I mean, when he's off, he, he it's awful. It's you hide the kids, hide your wife. He's it's brutal to watch. But when he's on, he's the best reliever in baseball. It's, oh yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, there's a reason the guy made four straight all star all star teams. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> those are our bullpen trust list. Uh, also, you know, my voice just like cut out for a second and that reminded me that Michael K was like dying in the booth <laughs> on Friday night. You know, it was so funny because it was, you know, Gary has the 481 foot home run and you know, the you know, like that, it goes pretty viral, right? MLB's tweeting it. And like, it was the yes call. And it's like, Michael K is like, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and, like all the replies like, yo, what the hell are they announcing? Like fucking dying out there. Oh, what's, Oh my god, that was like I, I listened to most of that game on the radio, but still, mm. like the fact that I think on Glaber's home run, like Paul O'Neill came in with the C, yeah, like, like yeah, he did. But yeah, like if you didn't know, Michael K, he, he was sick, he was battling something, so that's why he kind of just didn't have a voice. You know, we've all been there. He, he tried to fight through, but man, like people were telling me they couldn't even listen to it. It was like so. Yeah, Paul O'Neill had some fun at his expense. Yeah, they yeah, they did. Like, I mean, what other two guys would you want in there when Cave feel you know, like that? Just what works out too perfectly. But Tony and Paul O'Neill are just brilliant in general. But oh, oh yeah, they're, I, yeah, absolutely, I love it's the two the It's the A team when it's Cave, yeah. Paulie, and uh, you just Tony you just need Kenny in there. Yeah, I love Kenny, but obviously his schedule just you know he only announces like what twenty or so games a year now. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, this. So Let's just, just listen to this call. What a shot. 
shot. Like he to go, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Shout man. out to Kay for getting through that. Yeah. <laughs> man, like you just know, like in his mind, like, all right, you know, let's just have a quiet game, mm. you know. Nobody, he's like, Gary, it's funny. He's like, fuck, that's going to be all over. My call going to be all over the country. Mm. God damn it. Oh, man, it's classic. Uh, guys, let's uh, wrap up the show talking about. There's three games set against the Toronto Blue Jays, who just uh, they beat the Red Sox two out of three, right? This yes, weekend. they did. I would just wow. like to give a shout out to the Red Sox bullpen because yeah. I was at the game yesterday, and the Red Sox bullpen blew yeah, the Saturday, a Saturday. Okay, the Saturday game, right? Yes, the Saturday game. The Red Sox bullpen blew a six nothing lead against the Jays by essentially walking in uh, the go ahead runs. The top basically they walked Solid. in. A bunch of people, and then a single tied the game, and then they walked in the go-ahead runs, and then lost to the Jays, who are the third worst team in baseball. So yeah, that was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, uh, Red Sox bullpen not getting better anytime soon. Uh, it's pretty. Sure the team that has such a high payroll, and one of their areas of their team is such an incredibly glaring weakness. Mm-hmm. It's not even – you can't even spin it, right? Like, the bullpen is really very bad. I mean, it's like, in, in their defense, though, like, you know, fuck the Red Sox. But in their defense, like, they definitely tried to improve. Like, they, you know, they wanted out of Vina. You know, like, they, yeah. they tried to improve their bullpen this offseason, but they, uh, they, they didn't anticipate it being this bad. You know, they, they thought they'd be fine. Um, Did they, anyone they, other than the Red Sox think they'd be fine, though? Yeah, that's a good point. I, 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 I don't blame them for not wanting to pay Kimbrell, but it's like I've, I've said this. Like, Kimbrell wanted you know, $100 million yeah, uh, for mm-hmm. his decline years. Yeah, I don't blame yeah, them for yeah, not yeah, paying yeah, that. Yeah. Absolutely not, but him not being there is just killing them. And oh, I, thought, yeah. I thought they'd pull the trigger on him. Just, you know, after the draft. But, I yeah. thought they would do it after the draft, and mm-hmm. they didn't even try. Nah. Well, hate to see it, but... Yeah, let's talk about this, this series preview against the Blue Jays. Uh, if the Yankees, well, you know, this week, let's just preview the week real quick. It's three games at Yankee Stadium against the Blue Jays, and no baseball Thursday and Friday because the Yankees are going across the pond and they're going to London. Uh, real quick, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, I know a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people are mad. What do you think of the Yankees and Red Sox playing in uh, London for two games? And by the way, they're. Both games will be home games for the Red Sox, so that kind of works in our favor, right? It's two less games we have to play at Fenway this year. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I like, like if I was on the team, I would love it. I would think it'd be really cool to go over to London. I think the schedule is the thing that really ha- doesn't work out in either team's favor, and I think MLB did a terrible job of making the schedule for that because they only get one day off after. Playing the series, they get two before, but yeah, they get two before, after. but then they get one day off after. They have Monday off, and then they go back to playing on Tuesday, which I think is awful. I think they should get at least two games. But overall, I think the idea of them playing in London is really cool and good for MLB and good for the Yankees and the Red Sox. And I don't understand why people don't like it at all because it's a fun thing. And why, why are we watching baseball to have fun? You yeah, I, I think it's good, you know, expanding the game. You know, uh, I know baseball is, baseball is like, you know, it's a thing in London, right? Like people play baseball in London, but it's not a popular sport. It's nowhere near soccer, or, uh, you know, like r- rugby or cricket. Like, they, you know, the U.K., baseball isn't in the top three or four in the U.K. like it is here. So, you know, it's good to expand the game. Uh, I think it is a little weird, though, how 
like, you know, I, I was talking about how with football, you know, football, has, the NFL has gone to London and Europe in general for the last almost like 10 years now. And usually the games there, you know, it's not like the two best teams facing off there. Right? It's usually kind of just two obscure random teams and you kind of just send a game over there. So yeah, them having Yankees and Red Sox over there, it's probably you know, the biggest rivalry in baseball. It's a big game. But the reason I like I, I just keep going back to this, like the moment I found out that it was two home games for the Red Sox, like I was I loved it. I was like, oh, cool. Like this counts as two home games for them. Like really, you if if most teams did this, like it probably would be like, all right, one game, the Red Sox are home, one game, the Yankees are home. Right. Like, that's probably how they do it. But, you know, two home games for the Red Sox, two less games we have to go to Fenway this year. I think that works out in our favor. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, I think when I mean, when these things happen, like I feel like people, like you guys mentioned, like they get mad because like someone's team is losing a home game or they play at an obscure time. Like the NFL games are overseas; they start at like nine o'clock in the morning. Over yeah, and the games are at noon and ten a.m. By the way, the, yeah, the like uh, like I think it's good for baseball to finally be doing this, and um, you know, like they have the World Baseball Classic in terms of like global outreach and stuff. Like there's other countries playing it, but like. I feel like baseball has kind of been lagging behind in, um, you know, efforts like this. And, um, I mean, I've been over to London. Like, it's a really cool place. Like, there's a really strong sports culture, right, going out mm-hmm. to watching games. Like, it's not soccer, but I still think that, you know, when this is all wrapped up in a couple of days, that, like, you know, it'll be really good for baseball. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, so let's just wrap up the show real quick. Uh, talking about the Blue Jays. uh it's only our second series against the Blue Jays this year. Uh, first, first one at home too. Yeah, first one in Yankee Stadium. The uh, first series of the year. Remember the Yankees lost two out of three. Uh, they blew that that one game where it was eleven to seven, where Vladdy Jr. hit the homer off Britain that was like on the ground. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Yankees faced Blue Jays for three games. Like Alex said, Blue Jays have the third worst record in all of baseball. But hey, they they just did beat the Red Sox. You know, so. You never know with baseball. Uh, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna like I'm glad they're playing in London. I'm excited for that, but man, it's gonna suck that they don't have the game Thursday or Friday. Yeah, right. That's yeah. kind of like you know, damn. Because one off day, you know, it's, well, okay, that's one thing, but two off days in a row. Man. It's like having a second All Star break, but there's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's earlier. Um. The pitching matchups, I think – I'm not sure the Yankees have announced a pitcher for Tuesday. It'd probably be an opener day, right? Probably be Green. I would think so, yeah. Cortez. Uh, Sanchez versus CC Sabathia on Monday. Uh, CeCe's coming off a you know, nice start. CeCe's never Very start. Not Aaron Sanchez good. is coming off of a not good start. <laughs> Aaron Sanchez Angels. is coming off of a number of bad starts. Uh, yeah. uh, Tuesday, we got to face Richard for the Blue Jays. And like we said, it'll probably be a bullpen day for the Yankees. And then Wednesday, the – our last day in the States or last game in the States for the week uh, will be Thornton versus James Paxton. Uh, so that means, like we said earlier, I think uh, for the London series, it'll probably be Tanaka and then CeCe pitching those two games, but we'll see. Uh, who knows? Uh, for sure. Tanaka though. Um, Definitely especially, the way Tanaka. He's been, especially the way he's been pitching. And we all know how Tanaka pitches on like five plus days of rest, right? He's, when he gets an extra day of rest or two, he's usually on point. So, Hopefully we see that. Uh, that's all we got for tonight. Uh, Yankees just keep they keep on rolling, right? And hey, guess what? They're finally they're finally healthy. At least the lineup is right. Uh, 
still missing a couple arms in, in the rotation in the bullpen, but hey, this this is the Brian Cashman talked about that fully operational Death Star. Well, I, I think we're seeing it, right? Uh, would we're, you we're, get, we're getting there. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're getting there. Um, yeah. So for Matt, for Alex, for G, this was the Bronx Bomber Battle Show, and we'll see you guys next time.